Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Jesus' return is going to come faster than you might think, or at least it will seem that way if you're not ready. Pastor J.D. is going to encourage you today to keep yourself devoted to God and to keep standing firm in God's Word. You need to be doing the work of the Lord shamelessly when that time finally comes. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 21st. 2021. So I want to get right to it. I think you'll see why here in a moment and talk with you about what's coming soon. But infinitely more importantly, who is coming soon? Spoiler alert, (laughs) Jesus is coming soon. Yeah. Um, Actually, that's the purpose of these prophecy updates, by the way. It's to get Jesus to people, and people to Jesus, as many as we can, as fast as we can, while there's still time, because He is coming. Actually, it's by virtue of the fact that what's coming soon upon the whole world during the tribulation that we're able to know, keyword, Jesus is coming sooner in the rapture before the tribulation. Maybe just let me explain and expound on that. What we're seeing today beginning to come to pass with everything that's happening in the world, even now, will ultimately find its prophetic fulfillment in and during the seven-year tribulation. But it's happening now. So this is what Jesus said about that. It's recorded in Luke 21, 28. When you see these things, keyword, begin to come to pass. Look up and lift up your head. Why? Because your redemption draws nigh. In other words, what we're seeing in the world today is exactly what we're told in the Bible will happen and be fulfilled during the last seven years of human history we know as the seven-year tribulation. But it's already starting. So what does that mean? Well, what that means is the rapture, which has to happen before the seven-year tribulation, must be sooner than what we see now coming soon, which will be in the seven-year tribulation. Once again, as only the Lord can and seemingly has been for the last several weeks, 
Today's verse-by-verse study titled, Keep On Keeping On, ties into today's prophecy update. And we'd encourage you to join with us. For those of you online, we will live stream this at 11.15 a.m. Hawaii time. This is our second service where we're going through the Bible verse by verse. Last week we finished 2 Timothy, and today we're going to start in the book of Titus. We'll be looking at the Apostle Paul's letter to Titus, in which in just the first three verses... He answers this question of how and why he was able to endure unspeakable hardship up until the end. And so there is in that, I believe, an encouragement for us in these, the last days. So that's second service. Let's get started. We're going to begin, as we always do, with the Word of God. And we do this in order to establish a firm foundation as the basis. And as always, I would encourage you to search and examine the scriptures for yourself and see if what I'm saying is true or not. This is Acts 17.11, where we're told about the Berean Jews being more noble, of more noble character than those in Thessalonica. And we're told why. It's because they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. Thankfully, we have many Bereans, both here locally in the church and online as well, who did this very thing and corrected me on last week's teaching in 2 Timothy. I bet you want to know what it is. I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to join a second service. I'll tell you all about it. Very ironic, actually. So I uh, was corrected by the Bereans, for which I am very thankful. Okay, I want to preface the scriptures that we're going to be looking at today by first apprising you of a concern. I just would ask that you uh, hear my heart on this and hear me out on this. It's concerning that of the profound weightiness and seriousness of what's happening in the world as to what's coming soon upon the world. And it's for this reason that it's incumbent upon me to boldly and fearlessly, yet lovingly, speak the truth in love and sound the alarm despite one's response or reaction to the message. The Lord, as of late, has been ministering to me out of Jeremiah. And in chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, we have the account of when God called Jeremiah. And he says to him, verse 8, Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth 
and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. Now why do I share that? Because I have to confess, I would be disingenuous at best and dishonest at worst if I didn't. But I have to confess that there have been many times, over the past year in particular, when I have struggled with this very intensely, actually. And by that I mean boldly, yet lovingly preaching and teaching the unpopular prophetic word of God, knowing that most don't want to hear it under the banner of being doom and gloom. My struggle is this. It's that I know that if I shrink back, not wanting the pushback, and I don't want the pushback, so you know, I don't particularly enjoy it. The pushback always ensues. But if I shrink back, I know that I will stand before God with blood on my hands. Ezekiel chapter 33 Verses 7 through 9. So you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them from me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die. And you... Do not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity. But you have delivered your soul. (laughs) I suppose... In all fairness, you could say that there's a selfish motivation here. (laughs) Uh, I don't want anybody's blood on my hands. And I want my own soul to be delivered. I don't want to stand before God and give an account. And one of the things that I fear the most is that there would be anyone on that day who would say, why didn't you say something to me? Why didn't you tell me? Did you not love me enough, care enough about me, to warn me? This is why I have to sound the trumpet of warning and warn you about what's coming soon. Here's the thing. I would rather sound the trumpet of warning and have it not come as soon as we thought than not warn you only to have it come sooner than we thought. I truly believe with all my heart more so than at any other time in my life, that everything happening in the world today is pointing to the soon return of the Lord in the rapture of the church because we already see the things that will be fulfilled in and during the seven-year tribulation. It's with this preface that I would like for us to go through these passages of Scripture, which will be germane to our understanding of just how close we really are. Let's start with the first chapter, 
beginning in the first verse of the book of Revelation. I want to read verses 1 through 3. The revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him, speaking of John, to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testifies to everything he saw, that is, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And then verse 3, very interesting. Verse 3 tells us that of all of the books in all of the Bible, only the book of Revelation promises a blessing to those who read it, hear it, and take it to heart. And sadly, it is one of the most unread books in all of the Bible by Christians. Verse 3, blessed is the one, listen to this, who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it. Why? Oh, so glad you asked. Because the time is near. Let's go to the last chapter of the last book in the Bible, Revelation 22. I want to, oh, I love to hear the turning of those Bible pages. <laughs> Blesses a pastor's heart. I can hear you online too. Keep turning them. <laughs> Verse 6. The angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord... The God who inspires the prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Behold, look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in this scroll. Revelation chapter 3. We refer to this passage often. It's the letter to the church in Philadelphia, one of seven churches. John is told to write, verse 10, Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial or tribulation, same word in the original, that is going to come on the whole world. That's the seven-year tribulation to test the inhabitants of the earth. And then he says this, verse 11, I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have, so that no one will take your crown. Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. Behold, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as to not go naked and be shamefully exposed. The Apostle Paul echoes this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. And he says, Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come, and here it is, like a thief in the night. Here's a thought. 
Think about this with me. How does a thief in the night come? Unexpectedly, right? I mean, you're never going to have a thief text you or email or call and say, Hey, um, is 2 o'clock a.m. a good time for me to come and break in? And No. I know that's a silly way to illustrate this, but that's the best I got. So that's what you're going to get. If you got something better, let me know, please. But that's what the Lord's saying. That's what Paul is echoing here. That's how the, the Lord's going to come. It's going to be unexpected. At an hour, you think not. Because if you were expecting it, and the Thessalonian Christians were, Paul even says, I don't even need to expound on this. I don't even need to write to you about this, because you already know this. Know what? That the Lord's going to come like a thief in the night. In other words, He's going to come at an hour that people expect Him not. They're going to be caught off guard. But not you, because you know, and you expect him to come. And that's why you're ready. That's why you're awake. That's why your eyes are open. That's why you're watching, and I'll even take it a step further, referring to Second Timothy, where Paul, knowing his days are numbered at the end of his life, says, I have finished the race. I have fought the good fight, (laughs) and now there awaits me a crown of righteousness, but not just me. All of those, too, who long, dare I say, ache, yearn, await for his return. I would venture to say that there are many here today, many watching online as well, And for you, especially now with what's happening, (laughs) the Lord cannot come soon enough. Lord, come quickly. Romans 13, verse 11. The Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, writing to the church in Rome, says, Do this. Understanding the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake up. From your slumber. Here's why. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. This is well nigh 2,000 years ago, Paul, by the Holy Spirit, penned these words to the Roman church. Our salvation is so near, so much so, it is nearer than I believe any of us, myself included, can possibly even begin to imagine. Here's the bottom line with these scriptures, and really the many like them. They all speak to just how quickly and unexpectedly it's all going to happen. I want to pose this question and I want us to answer this question. I want you to think this through with me as I pose it. Think about what's happened in just the last year. So here we are towards the end of February 2021. Let's rewind to February of 2020. Are you there yet? We'll wait. Let me know when you're there. (laughs) Now think about this. 
How much has happened since this time last year? How fast has everything happened since this time last year? One more part to that. How much has everything changed since this time last year? We're talking about a span of 12 months. Now here's the question I want to pose. If that's how fast everything happened, if that's how much everything changed since last year at this time, what's coming? And how fast is it coming? In the months, even weeks, that lie ahead? Well, we're going to answer that question today. What if I told you that the answer to the aforementioned question of what's coming is not only coming soon, but already here? What's already here? Well, <laughs> again, what's already here is exactly what we're told will be here in the seven-year tribulation. Namely, the technology for global tracking, restricting, and controlling of the world's population. Even more specifically, tracking, controlling, and restricting those who do not have a mark or a pass, if you prefer, from buying basic necessities, opening up their businesses, keeping their jobs, and traveling, etc., etc., etc. I'll start with a local news article my wife sent me from KITV here in Hawaii. The reason my wife sent it to me is because I don't watch the local news anymore here in Hawaii. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect. I just can't. It's a, it's a blood pressure thing, but anyway. <laughs> I actually don't even watch national news anymore. <laughs> it's all programming. And by the way, if you uh, doubt what I just said, just think about how angry you get when you watch TV. I'm going to take it a step further. Why not? At this point, my wife says to me one day, she goes, you know why the Amish don't have COVID? Because they don't have TVs. I'm going to leave that one right there. Enough said, as we say. One more. Why not? She was um, sharing with me a portion of a podcast she was listening to, and this is what they said. They said, if they reported on a daily basis the number of deaths due to automobile accidents, we would never get in a car. Think about that. Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. 
He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store, or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.